I'm so excited to be here today. Um, I feel more whole today. Last time I, w I felt half whole. Now I have the other half and I feel full. Like I, I'm so glad that uh, Romanian, uh, actually, American embassy gave her visa. I'm, gr I'm grateful. I'm excited to be with you here today. Thank you, Pastor Eric, for um, being such a uh, support for us. Uh, I'm really proud of uh, the way your pastors are uh, giving themselves for the benefit of others. This is a, a serving church, and I personally experience that all the times that they come. Thank you for allowing them to come to Romania and for letting them come again. It's awesome to be here. I, I recognize a lot of faces and I remember some of your names. Forgive me for not remembering some of the others, but I will learn you, your names. Well, uh, Jesus, help me gather my thoughts. I really believe God has something good for us today. And I'm not trying to impress nobody. I'll be myself. Uh, to, this morning when I woke up, I was excited to spend time with the Lord, and I started the coffee machine, I pressed the button, and the cup would not fill. And I said, man, why is it not filling? I put another pad, I pressed it again, it's still almost empty. <laughs> then I realized that it was a hole in the cup, and all the coffee was pouring out. Usually when I'm by myself... Um, only with my wife, I have some reactions, but because I was in Eric's house and he was sleeping, <laughs> I felt I should behave. So it's good to have godly people around you. <laughs> they will keep you uh, in check. <laughs> I mean, Dalia knows. <laughs> a week uh, ago, I woke up early in the morning, made a coffee and just... Before I put the lid, I just touched the cup and it fell down. And oh, what beautiful words came out from my mouth. <laughs> Holy words. But well, today I, um, let me remember if I had something else to say. Um, God is doing great things in Romania. Um, I'm so grateful for all the uh, prayers you guys offered in behalf of uh, our church, we felt them. Um, they uh, kept us going. When I received all the videos from a lot of you and from people that I will meet this weekend, uh, I was blown away. Uh, I felt like uh, I was not alone. I knew I wasn't alone, but when you receive encouragements like that, your heart's just uh, blessed. So thank you very much for all the uh, encouraging words you sent to us. They really um, uh, propelled us and encouraged us. I'm glad that today it's uh, also Diana with us. She's uh, a wonderful lady from Romania. <laughs> Diana. Uh, she, I know her since 2000. And uh, I'm blessed that she was in my life. She's been an uh, older sister that... Uh, kept amazing me with her um, serving attitude. 
every time when I was going to their house, uh, when I was in high school, he kept on serving and serving. And I'm glad that she's with us today. She's a great lady. And God has a wonderful husband for her. her a great man of God. Amen. Thank you, Eric, for um, letting me share a few things. I just found out that I will be sharing today. <laughs> so that's why last night I was getting tired and I said, uh, I think I have to wake up early in the morning. <laughs> I was blessed, as Eric said, um, with a submission wet. The dog really blessed me. Uh, I had a beautiful shirt that I was wearing today. I had to change it, so forgive my ugly shirt. I had a better one. But Brutus, bless his heart. <laughs> I have something to share, but this morning when I came here, I, I, uh, I remember this place as being so big. So wide, so tall. And one thing that I felt, it's, um, um, this is how you guys are in God's kingdom. You are tall, wide, and big. And uh, I'm really, um, um, I'm really looking forward to see the greatness of God being manifested through your lives. I hope my English will come through. So God is doing good things in Romania. He's been changing us, um, uh, renewing us, uh, giving us new vision, new focus. And uh, he even changed our name. Sometimes he, he, he does that. So uh, our church is called, probably Eric told you, but uh, um, our church is called New Family, Noah Familia. Uh, and God is building this church. People are adding, added to, to the church. And um, I see God, how, how God is restoring. Um, and one thing that I wanted to say was this. Um, we were talking um, these days about God restoring desolated places. And I'm really grateful for um, uh, you guys and for this, the pastors of this church. Uh, because God has used you tremendously in um, restoring. Um, I do not have words to thank um, the support that you have given us. Uh, when I look to this church, it gives me hope. Uh, when I look to Eric's life and what he went through, it, give me, it gives me confidence that God really can change um, desolated places and give us a future and a hope the vision of our church is simple uh, God is calling us to love him and love others God is calling us to uh, have faith a faith that has corresponding action and he's calling us to bring hope uh, to the people in our city and we hope farther and uh, what I feel God wants uh, me to share today is uh, is this he wants to renew renewing our calling he wants to 
uh, refresh our calling. He wants to um, stir us up for the great things he has prepared for us in advance. He has great things for us. Uh, what brought me hope in the um, bad situations was, was God's word. Was the examples, was the, were the lives of people that were before me. Um, and when I wanted to quit, I delayed quitting because I looked at their lives and I said, God, if you did this to them, you will do that to me. And I'm so grateful for uh, his kind, kindness and um, grace and uh, the power of the Holy Spirit that sustained us and sustained me and that he didn't let me quit. Uh, it's been uh, one of um, the last months were uh, probably the hardest ones. Uh, but in the same time, as I was talking with a friend of mine, I, I was telling him, uh, in the same time, it's been the greatest blessing. I um, saw God intervene in a supernatural way. And I felt like Joseph for a uh, for, um, few moments. Uh, that God really came through when I didn't expect it. And uh, I really believe that God will keep on doing that, keep on showing up uh, when we feel like um, nothing can be changed. He is a God of hope. He always comes with breakthrough. Amen. He always does that. He always does, does good things. So I want you guys to open it in Romans eight seventeen. One thing that I want to say is that your calling is precious. Your akolo, your purpose is the avenue through which he will manifest his kingdom. Um, so let's read from Romans, starting with verse 17, Romans 8, 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. This is an amazing statement. If indeed we share in his sufferings, in order that we may also share in his glory. We cannot have glory with the, without suffering. So uh, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing, amen, with the glory that will be revealed in us. The, cre the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. Uh, I love this verse. Uh, and what I, what I want to say, I know you guys are... So, uh, so much into Greek and Hebrew and are so diligent and you have great teachers. Uh, I'm trying to follow their example and you guys are an uh, inspiration for me. So, uh, I wanted to check to see what's uh, the Greek word for revealed. And it's the word apokalypsis. Probably the word that we get apokalypsa, uh, revelation, yeah. And it means disclosure, it means appearing or com coming uh, or manifestation. Um, when Jesus, the Son of God, was manifested, when he was revealed in the world, the curse was broken. Uh, men were freed, people were healed, uh, people got saved and completely changed. And I read this that the creation awaits or waits in eager expectations for the sons of God to be revealed. Who are the sons of God if not us? 
the redeemed ones. You see, our purpose has so much um, um, meaning. And uh, actually the creation itself awaits for our manifestation. Uh, when, when, when Christ manifests through us, these things should follow. What follow Christ should follow us. People should be changed wherever we go. People should be healed. People should be transformed by the power of God that dwells in us. When Christ was manifested, manifested things have changed. Should be the same thing also for us. Should be the ones like whenever we step into a situation, whenever, whenever we step into a um, difficult atmosphere, things should change. They changed when, these things changed when Jesus stepped in. He was light. He was salt. He was giving flavor and uh, life wherever he was going. And God is calling us to do the same things. Um, the creation, the creation waits for you to act upon the revelation you've received and the, rev the, the, the experience that you had with him, the light you have seen. When Paul saw Jesus, something changed in him and what followed, um, uh, after that changed the whole world. Uh, the creation awaits to see us, um, to see Christ in us and to experience uh, the revelation and the transformation uh, that happened in us. People were amazed about Paul, how he was changed and how he was transformed. One of the reasons uh, we go after people, we fight for people, sometimes we fight with people, is because their purpose is the key for unlocking Christ's life, for bringing healing, for bringing deliverance. And all of this is to bring restoration to the broken. Restoration to the desolation done by the devil and by the sin. So we have a lot of things to do. We have a lot of restoration to do around us. And I'm, um, when I, when I uh, received all those videos from you guys, I replied and I shared something that those who know their God shall be strong and that, and that they should do great exploits. And I believe this, these are the exploits that he's calling us to, to bring healing, to bring deliverance, to bring hope. Amen. Amen. Well, um, <clears throat> you were and you are and you will be worth fighting for. Uh, Jesus fought for you. He's still fighting for you. He will fight for you. He will never let go. As we sang this morning, he will never let go to you. Um, and that's why your pastors fight for you. Uh, that's why they are willing to tell you the truth, even when, um, uh, you d even when you do not like it. That's why they are willing to take time to counsel you. Um, they are willing to correct you. And trust me, I, I believe they see your faces. They see that, the, the, that you do not like it. <laughs> but uh, let's be sincere. Who likes correction? It, uh, yeah, 
we learning we learn obedience we learn to like it by suffering it <laughs> i just want to tell you that you are valuable to him uh, you are worth fighting for god's god loves us with no doubt true there is no doubt in that and he needs uh, you to continue to display his love life healing deliverance and so on i want you to open i have some verses today i hope um, the things that i share will um, will go in the same thought line that's right this morning i was like man i have like a um, uh, mixture of thoughts I, I and and i pray god that you will uh, use these things to stir us up refresh our attitude um renew our calling and uh launch us in everything that you have for us ephesians 1 3 4 and 5 praise be to god and father of, of our lord jesus christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in christ for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through christ jesus in accordance with his pleasure and will he created us to be holy and blameless you 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 if you wonder what's my calling this is one of the calls god has for you he wants you to become holy and blameless in his sight amen ephesians 3:10 his intent was that now through the church the manifold wisdom of god should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in christ jesus our lord and i have one, one another verse that goes in the same direction first timothy 1 9 who has saved us and called us to be holy uh, to a holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his own purpose and grace this grace was given to us in christ jesus before the beginning of time before the beginning of time god has called me god has called you uh, and gave me and gave you a purpose and grace in christ jesus um, okay um, if we look in second corinthians 6 2 paul quotes here from isaiah 49 and he says this, this is what the Lord says. In the time of my favor, I will answer you. And in the day of salvation, I will help you. Uh, actually, in 2 Corinthians 6, it says, I tell you, now is the time of God, uh, God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. In uh, Isaiah 49, it continues to say this, uh, I will keep you and I will make you. Uh, to be a covenant for the people to restore the land and to reass reassign its desolate inheritances. Uh, 
to say to the, to the captives, come out, and to those in darkness, be free. They will feed besides the roads and find pasture on every barren hill. They will neither hunger nor thirst, nor will the desert heat or the sun beat upon them. He who has compassion on them will guide them and lead them besides springs uh, of waters. Um, and it's interesting that Paul makes reference to this passage. And he says, now it's the time. Now is the time for the, the power of God to be manifested uh, all around us. It's time for the healing to go. And it requires me to take actions. It requires me to not be passive. It requires me to be bold. Amen? Amen. Um, uh, if we look a little, uh, to the next verses in Second Corinthians 6 two, I like this passage and I will read it to you. It's uh, from verse 3 to 10. I know you guys read a lot of verses and I, will, I want to keep the custom here. I don't want you to suffer today and leave from here hungry, not receiving enough word. So I'll try to fill time by reading a lot. No. Paul says, we put no stumbling block in anyone's path so that our ministry will not be discredited. Rather, as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way. This is a wonderful place where uh, we can learn uh, of how we should behave. We should behave as servants. Amen? Um, okay, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships and distresses, in beatings, I didn't get to this part yet, imprisonments and riots, in hard work, sleepless nights and hunger, in purity, understanding, patience and kindness, in the Holy Spirit and in sincere love, in truthful speech and in the power of God, with weapons on righteousness in the right hand and in the left, through glory and dishonor, bad report and good report, genuine yet regarded as impostors, uh, known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on, beaten and yet not killed, sorrowful, yet always rejoicing, poor, yet making many rich, having nothing and yet possessing everything. I love this passage. It's, uh, it's a great encouragement, especially when we, we go through difficult times. We are in good companies. Uh, if we are going through this situation, it's amazing. We are on, uh, walking together with the, with the apostles and this great man of God. Um, we can look to our difficulties and be discouraged, or we can say, it is worth it. Uh, in this passage, you can, you can hear this um, um, emphasis that is, it is worth it. You do not hear them uh, complaining. They are just mentioning the difficulties, but they do not have, they do not have no um, uh, regrets about choosing this path, but actually they are praising God for the difficulties that they are going through. Uh, it's um, last time when I came, uh, the church was going through difficulties. Uh, this time uh, when I arrived, somebody else went through another difficulty, and I wonder, it's like, I hope it's not because of I'm coming here. <laughs> but regardless, uh, it's, uh, we are facing the situations 
that we are facing with a smile and with a confidence that God is with us. And we are assured that all things will work together for those who love God. Amen? If the devil is the one that's, that's attacking you, praise be the Lord. Um, this is another opportunity for his power uh, to be manifested through you and me. Amen? It's nothing to, be, to, cry, to cry about. Uh, I like what somebody said. The devil tempts you so you would fail. But God tests you um, to show to you the progress you have made. He's testing you to do something um, uh, beyond just teasing you. God is not a teaser. He, he has a purpose. And we are called to trust his character. He never does anything wrong. And if it's to look in Judges, last night when I was with these amazing guys in that wonderful room in Bosch uh, house, uh, I was blessed to hear the amazing um, encouragement for you guys. It's, uh, it's wonderful. It's amazing. It's uplifting. You guys do a great job. Full of fire. And full of word. Woo! Judges 3. Um, Judges 3, 1 through 4. These are the nations that the Lord left to test all those Israelites who had not experienced any of the wars in Canaan. He did this only to teach warfare to the descendants of the Israelites who had not had previous uh, battle experience. The five rulers of the Philistines, the Canaanites, the Sidonians, and the Hivites living in the Lebanon mountains uh, from Mount Baal Hermon to Lebo Hamath. Uh, they were left to test the Israelites to see whether they would obey the Lord's commands, which he had given their ancestors through Moses. You see, God is bringing us difficult situations so he would teach us the art of war. He's, he wants to prepare us to be overcomers. To, uh, you know, all like I, in, I think a year ago I, uh, I watched some videos with Navy SEALs. Uh, wonderful and difficult. Uh, but uh, one of the things that uh, they are going through, you probably know better, but I try to make it short and get the point. They, uh, the, the, the surgeons, the high sergeants, they uh, expose uh, the recruits to a lot of difficulties. Uh, uh, they expose them to a lot of fear. Because they, uh, uh, through this exposure, they will learn how to act, not to react. And God is exposing us to so many things, not to put us down, but to know how to fight. To know how to respond. To not, uh, to, to not be uh, overwhelmed and start crying. But, uh, uh, and so, next time we are, you are facing a difficulty, just remember this. God is putting, is putting uh, a blessing in your front. And He wants you to conquer it. It's not too much. If that situation happens, then there is a solution for that situation. Amen? Uh, because you trust Him. Because I trust Him. Even, and this is God's promise. 
uh, in the word because I trust him. Everything will work towards my good. Even if the devil meant it for uh, evil. And so many things are happening because he is trying to destroy us. But we have something that brings us uh, an um, assurance. For me, one of the most assuring um, scripture, it's from Romans 8.28. And there are three words that um, brings confidence. These are the three words. And we know. Do you know? Do you know that... Uh, in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. We often have to remind ourselves about this promise. When we go through difficulties, sometimes we kind of forget a lot of scriptures that would uh, give us help. Uh, but that's why it's good to have brothers and sisters that will encourage you. When Eric came to Romania, when uh, the... Uh, beautiful, uh, not beautiful, how to say it. I don't know if it's uh, polite to say that in church. When that thing hits the fan, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Fertilizer. Oh, thank you. I'm becoming holier in this church. <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was a blessing because um, he, his presence there... Uh, uh, his wife's presence there was an encouragement not only for me, for Dalia. It was an encouragement for all the church. And uh, it's good to have people around you that you can rest. Amen. Amen. So, <clears throat> why is important to renew your calling? Because I said that God wants to refresh our calling today. He wants to renew things. If you look in, um, in Romans 12 too, does it, does it make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, let's go on. Uh, you know, all these verses, uh, so I'll try to use them in the direction that I feel God wants to encourage you guys. Romans 12 two says this, Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed. By the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing and perfect will. It's nice here. Oh, feels better. The word transformed. You probably know it. I just want to refresh, re, uh, refresh your memory. Uh, is the word from Greek metamorpho the word from which we get uh, repentance metanoia yeah uh, i want you to correct me if i'm uh, not pointing uh, well uh, and it means to transform to change to transfigure uh, the word renewing i really like this uh, 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 meaning it means it's the word anakinosis and it means renovation uh, he wants, he wants to renew your calling, and probably better uh, said is he wants to renovate your calling. Why, why does he want to do that? 
What's the purpose of renovation? I guess this church was renovated, yeah? Does it look better now? It feels like a wonderful church. Uh, I've been with the wonderful truck Eric has. And I heard the news about the car and experienced them. Uh, it's been fully, almost fully, <laughs> renovated, renewed. It goes better, feels better. The purpose of renewal is uh, uh, to make us better for what's going to happen. He wants to update us in a, in a sense uh, so we can fulfill his call. His call? Better. Amen? Amen, Ambimbola? Hallelujah. Transformed, changed by renovation. It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Well, he, God wants to uh, renovate our mind. The most problems we have is because we have some issues somewhere here. Amen. And it affects uh, our decision. We get afraid because we are thinking to the negative outcome. That, uh, and we actually do not know if that negative outcome will happen. But we are tormenting ourselves with possible situations. But God wants us to uh, uh, transform uh, our mind. He wants to renovate our mind. He wants us to uh, have the mind of Christ. I do not see Jesus anywhere in the Bible being uh, afraid, uh, being uh, anxious. Uh, you do not find those things. And he wants to transform us in his image. He wants us to walk like he walked. Amen. I said that the creation awaits, awaits for the manifestations, manifestation of the sons of God. When Jesus was manifested, things happen. So let us, let us um, um, position ourselves uh, so we will be renovated. Um, okay. Mm. When we are changed, when we are transformed by this renovation, then we are able to test and prove what God's will is. His good, pleasant, and perfect will. When that happens in our minds, we will not be anxious about our future. We will be so convinced that God will uh, fulfill His purposes uh, with our lives. Um, it was a battle in my heart and in my mind when I was, um, like, last year, I mean, last years, um, because I was worrying about um, some of the things that were happening in the church. And uh, in the same time, I was like, God, are your plans with me going to ever happen? Um, and I kept encouraging myself with his promises um, that he's working uh, for my good. That every because uh, that he chose me before the foundation of the world. That he has a purpose that he established for my life. And uh, I'm so glad for the difficult times, because the difficult times really shapes us and makes us be um, and have a wonderful aroma wherever we go. Amen.
Okay, let's go farther. Um, as we repent and we allow Him to transform us, to change us, transformation around us will happen. If we look to a Second Chronicles seven fourteen, a verse that I really love, uh, it really nails it. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Is this repentance? Sounds like repentance. Sounds like changing your uh, or renovating your uh, thinking, your actions. Then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and will heal their land. If we allow him to work in us, and if we position ourselves for His transformation, we can be assured that transformation will uh, follow us wherever we go. It's not going to happen if we do not allow this first process to happen. Personal renewal, personal transformation, personal renovation. Amen? Amen. Okay. They will he- uh, I said this. Uh, I want to talk with you about um, uh, two things that, uh, and I will submit this to you to consider about your calling. Um, these things have been uh, stirring my heart the last uh, month and a half. And um, these have been my um, uh, support in difficult times. Uh, and I want to say this, that um, I got to a place where uh, I was hit with a revelation that the things that I'm to do is I'm to do uh, them unto the Lord. Uh, for a while, I was um, limping or not walking with uh, passion because I was uh, looking at the others the other, whatever. Uh, and I was um, um, not allowing his call to manifest in my life. But when God convicted me that my service is not unto a man, but is unto him, something happened in my actions. I started to serve people around me as I would serve the Lord. I was not looking to them and try to serve them because uh, because of their perfection or because they uh, are behaving righteously, I was doing uh, my service like unto the Lord. He's worthy of my service regardless, regardless of the situation and of uh, the circumstances. If you look to Joseph, we see this attitude. He served wherever he went, regardless if Pharaoh deserved it, or didn't. Um, when his brothers came. He served them. Uh, did they deserve it? No. Did we deserve God's amazing service? God's amazing grace? No. But he gave it to us. That should be an example of how we should live. And how we should serve uh, the ones around us. It gives us uh, uh, an example of how. Uh, as those who are 
women as wives should serve their husbands uh, like unto the Lord. And the other way, we should love our wives uh, like we love Jesus. Jesus is loving us the way we are. He doesn't want to let us be that way, but he loves us. Amen. Uh, so, um, this is the thing that really helped me. Actually, there are two things I said. Two things to consider about your calling. One, it's uh, being a disciple. And since I know you guys, I'm so spurred. Spurred? Spurred. In this direction. It's actually the last words of Jesus. Just go and make disciples. And since I know uh, you... Um, pastors, I'm uh, stirred in this direction. I want to be a disciple. Uh, I want to continue to be a disciple while I'm making disciples. I always want to be a disciple. I always want to learn. And another, the other thing is to be a servant. I always want to serve um, and be a servant. Uh, Jesus gave us this example, and I'll talk about this too a little bit more. So, being a disciple... Uh, would you like to help me with the verses? I have them in Romanian and I want to read them in English. Will not do to you. Actually, I'll read the verse in Romanian so you would hear this beautiful language. This, uh, it's, I heard from Eric that our language is closer to the Latin, you know, and, and Jesus' day. So I want to give you this blessing and honor. <laughs> so. <clears throat> I'll give you four words that talks about being a disciple. Um, first one. It's uh, Matthew 9.9. Plecând mai departe de acolo, Isus a văzut un om numit Matei. Matei. Whose name is Matei today? <laughs> Matei, Matthew. Okay. Șezând la masă unde se colectau taxele. Și Iisus i-a zis, urmează-mă, follow me. El s-a ridicat și l-a urmat. This, is a, uh, 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 this word follow me is the word, I hope I can pronounce this, akolotheo. Um, and it means to go in the same direction. Uh, it means to follow, to stretch towards. I'm translating from Romanian, so I hope it makes sense. Um, I'll give you these four words, then I want to give you the perfect example. Um, and I want to give you, um, uh, to show you how our life should look like. Um, <clears throat> the meaning of this word is to serve the teacher or serve the master. Um, the second word. It's from Matthew 11:2. Matthew 11:2. Say there when you are there. Awesome. When John, who was in prison, heard about the deeds of the Messiah, Messiah, he sent his disciples. The word for disciples in Greek is the word matetes, and it means a pupil, pupil. Pupil means the, uh, a, a person that learns. Um, the, the verb of this word shows the attitude that a person should have for being able to learn. Uh, 
The third word that I want to give to you today is uh, from 1 Corinthians 4.16. How much time do I have? I will try to give you only what I feel the Lord wants me to give to you. It's okay? Did I lose you guys? You are still here? You draw it out. So, 1 Corinthians 4.16. There. Therefore, I urge you to imitate me. The word imitate here, it's another word that used for uh, uh, being a disciple. The word is uh, mimetes and means the one who imitates. We are to imitate Christ. We are to imitate uh, Christ in the other person. You should imitate your pastors. You should imitate Christ in your pastors. Amen? Amen. And uh, we, the pastors, should imitate anything that's like Christ in you. Amen? We should spur each other in this direction. Imitate me. I'll imitate you. Imitate me, I'll imitate you. Okay. The third one is from Mark 11, uh, 1.17. The fourth, uh, the fourth word is from Mark 1.17. Mark 1.17 says this. Follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you. Come follow me and I will send you out to fish the people. After, the word after, come after me. Um, is the word opicio, opiso. Uh, and it has the meaning uh, of someone that goes behind somebody. We are, to, we are called to be behind Jesus, to follow him. Uh, and this is the right attitude of a disciple, to be behind his teacher, to be behind his teacher, yeah? Okay, so let's see here to not... Because I forgot to put numbers to these pages. Okay. And this, um, uh, meaning, this word has the meaning of a true uh, disciple that, uh, do not look, that doesn't look back to his past. Uh, uh, regardless of a good one or a bad one. He doesn't look back. He looks ahead. Uh, and we can see this in the life of Elisha and other people also in the New Testament, only in, in, also in the Old Testament. And uh, I will give you the perfect example, and you know who's that perfect one, is Jesus. And I want um, uh, to say this, a disciple positions himself to, one, to follow, to obey or learn, to imitate, to not look back. And I added this one to make other disciples. If it's to look to Jesus, you can see all of this present in the life of Jesus. And because these were present in the life of Jesus, that's what he reproduced. And if we allow this to be in us, that's what we will reproduce wherever we go. I'll give you just the um, uh, references with no comments uh, on uh, on them. First is from uh, Hebrew 10, 7. 
Then I said, here I am. It is written about me in the scroll. I have come uh, to do your will. Jesus followed God and he done his will. Uh, I'll give another example about obeying and learning. From John 8, 29. The one who sent me is with me. He has not left me, for I always do what pleases him. This is the example for obeying. Uh, um, The previous verse, verse 28, says, Jesus said, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am the one claimed to be, and that I do nothing on my own, but speak just what the Father has taught me. Jesus was taught by the Father, and he uh, gave uh, the exact interpretation of what the Father told him. Um, so Jesus learned, yeah? Uh, the, last, uh, the next one, John five nineteen. Jesus gave them this answer. I tell you the truth. The Son can do, can do nothing by himself. And he said that we can do nothing without him. Uh, he can do only what he sees his father doing. Because whatever the father does, the son does also. This is an example of uh, Jesus imitating the father. And we are called to be like Jesus. Um, Hebrew 12 two talks about something uh, talks about that to not, talks about not looking back, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy that uh, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame. He sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. He was looking constantly on the joy that was before him, and we are to do the same thing, looking ahead, not behind. Amen. And the last one, it's uh, from um, uh, John fifteen sixteen. It says this, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, that the Father will, uh, then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is an example of making disciples, speaking disciples, making them disciples. Amen? Okay. And the second uh, thing that is um, it's a blessing for me is from uh, it's is this being a servant. Uh, I have many favorite verses, but if I uh, would think um, on this subject, the verse that will pop in my mind every time, it's from Matthew twenty twenty eight. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. And to give his life as a ransom for many. You see, Jesus' calling was tied uh, with this word. This word represent, uh, represents uh, his calling in life. Everywhere he went, he served the Father and he served the people. And uh, I would dare to say that uh, everything that Jesus did... Re- re- um, how you say revolved revolved uh, around this um, principle of serving, amen. Um, he, when he healed, that's a service. That's a, when he blessed somebody, that's a, a, a service. 
when you give something, when you give gifts, that's a serving attitude. Amen? Um, many of the conflicts that rise in the church are rising um, because we are preoccupied with uh, this idea who's the greatest, um, who's going to be the first, uh, who's going to be the leader. But I sincerely never heard people in church fighting over who's uh, the servant of all, who's uh, the slave of all. Most of the quarrels are coming because we are trying to find out if we're going to be uh, the first or not, or not. You never see people being uh, indignant. Is that the word? Um, on anyone that has an attitude of service. But you can see the disciples being indignant when the mother of the Zebedees came to Jesus to ask a favor. Uh, they were indignant because they probably thought they should be uh, on the right and on the left of Jesus. But uh, with these two attitudes, uh, I believe that these two attitudes of being a disciple and being a, a servant will renew our calling all the time. Amen? I would ask you something. Can you be humble and not serve? We can see in Jesus' life, he was humble, he was lowly. Uh, he wasn't ashamed to serve. He wasn't ashamed to wash the feet of the disciples. And Peter didn't understand, and Jesus told him, you'll understand it later. But that's the attitude of Christ, and that the attitude that we should imitate wherever we go. Um, while I was praying this morning and thinking of what God wants to share, I got this, and I will share it with you, for you. This church will thrive and increase because it has character. People with character in, uh, are in this church. It has servants. Um, it has givers. The reason I'm able to, uh, the reason that I'm here today, it wasn't because I had money. It was because somebody gave money so I'll be able to come. Um, it's because there are lovers, and I believe that this is the, what, this is what the world needs uh, right now. Uh, they need examples of light, salt, and uh, the creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. And let these uh, things that are um, present in this church and that I've experienced also this morning in worship. Uh, worship is great when are a lot of givers. When you give glory to God, the atmosphere changes. Uh, the atmosphere is p pathetic when people are coming just for themselves. Oh God, I need this. Suck this, suck that. You know, I want you to. I want to feel better. Is that a bad word? <laughs> In Romanian, it's, it's a good word. It's what a baby does to, to grow. 
Don't get me wrong, it's good to, uh, from God's presence, you know, take as much as we can. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. I have a few other things. Is it alright if I finish? Yes. <laughs> I would like to finish this. Uh, and I wasn't sure if I took too much time. Oh God. When I got married, I knew he had called me. I didn't know some or a lot of details about his call for my life. But I knew he he's charging me to fight. To fight for my wife, to fight for my family, to stand for what I believe God is calling me. And it was a, a, a life of, um, um, of not affliction, of um, uh, difficulties, both from our uh, family and from outside. But uh, uh, we all know that difficulties are making us stronger. We have a saying that what's not killing, uh, what, uh, how, how you say it in, 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 what doesn't kill you, make you str- makes you stronger. It's true. It's, uh, we, we went through a lot of difficulties as the church, as um, a family, but we are still alive. It's me, bone and flesh here. I didn't die. Uh, so it's the same for all of us. Um, one thing that I want to add is this. Uh, the truth is this it's not a problem that we face fear in, uh, when we are going through these difficulties we all face fear otherwise God wouldn't say do not be afraid do not be discouraged and another thought about this verse from Joshua, Joshua 1 uh, what would guy, what would, what would, uh, why would God tell you um, this thing, do not be afraid, be strong and courageous if you not believe this about you. He sees you, uh, he created you and created me in his image. So we are strong and he's reminding us, do not forget, you are strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. We face fear, but we have something residing in us, a supernatural power that helps us overcome any kind of fear. Uh, we know that perfect love casts out all fear. His love is made perfect in us when we love the others. And this is something that God showed me recently. It's from 1 John 4.11. And I'll read this passage from 11 to 17.18. Dear friends, you are my friends. You're my family. I love you. I feel like home here. It's... It's wonderful. Um, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, God lives in us. And His love is made complete, perfect in us. We know that we live in Him and He in us. Because He has given us His Spirit. And we have seen and testified that the Father has seen His Son. To be the savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges, acknowledges that Jesus is the son of God. God lives in him and he in God. And so we know and rely on the love uh, God has for us. 
God is love. Whoever lives in love uh, lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us um, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. And the thing that God impressed on my heart was this. Uh, by loving um, others, God's love is made perfect in us. If God's love, uh, love is made perfect in us, then fear, it's not present. Um, uh, sometimes we, we take this word, oh, God's love casts out all fear. But there is something that, um, uh, I mean, this thing God uh, spoke to me. Uh, uh, I can quote this, quote this verse over my life. God's love uh, casts out all fear, but I still struggle with fear. And one thing that God showed me, it's when I'm having this attitude of, because love serves. Love is action. Love is not just words. It says to not love only with words, love with deeds. So when we love the brothers, when we love um, the sisters by serving, by uh, uh, giving, then God's love is made perfect in us and fear goes out. If you lack something, uh, if, if we lack something in this area, it's uh, God wants to feel it. And he can fill us with his love by expressing our love uh, between us. Amen. Amen. So, I'm almost done. God wants to uh, renovate us by reminding us what he called us to do. He uh, wants to renew our purpose uh, by being a disciple and being a servant, um, by loving him and love others, the whole law and prophets prophets are summed up in do, into these two commandments: to love God and love people. And um, renewing our purpose by obeying and by giving. There, uh, something happened in my life um, a year ago that. Um, really helped me overcome some difficulties. Uh, one Sunday morning, somebody came to me. It was a four-year-old year boy. And he had uh, he drawn something for me, a simple drawing, a mountain and two buildings, one with light and one without light. And he prayed very simple. And uh, I was kind with him. I said, oh, such a wonderful boy. Thank you very much. And he said these two words, uh, uh, obey Jesus and be a giver. At that moment, it didn't, uh, it didn't dawn on me. But the, that, I think the, that evening or the next evening, evening, I was spending some time with Dalia in prayer. And she, um, it was a difficult time. And she reminded me of this uh, prayer from this kid. And uh, I realized that... Uh, and I understood um, what God wants from me. He wants me to be uh, to obey Him, and if I obey Him, I do what He says. 
if I love him, I will obey him. And if I obey him, I will be a giver. I was trying to uh, correlate this with uh, giving, like financial stuff. But he was referring to something else. To be a servant. To be a giver in this area. So, uh, if it's, uh, I believe these things are things that will um, make our call fresh. And uh, when, uh, when our calling is renewed and fresh, um, we will be effective wherever we go. And I really believe these things are uh, what will produce restoration of the desolate places. Uh, first in our lives, then in the lives of the ones around us. We can not bring uh, change in someone if we didn't first experience that change, that revival. Paul wasn't able to bring a lasting, true um, uh, change um, in his old nature. Only when he was transformed, only when he had an experience with God was he able to bring transformation all around him. Uh, We can't uh, be a force that brings change to others if we first didn't experience the change ourselves. Um, Jesus came to obey the Father and to give. And we are to imitate him in... uh, in everything we do. I don't ever want to um, grow out of um, this position of being a servant. Um, I don't believe in that. I believe we'll never grow out. A true Christian uh, will never grow out from a position of a servant. And I've been inspired looking at you pastors on the things uh, um, that you do uh, towards these people. The physical work, the spiritual work too. Uh, it's, uh, it's been uh, something that uh, really shaped the way I do things and uh, um, live. <sighs> so, by being a disciple, by serving, by loving, by giving, by helping, by healing, by giving gifts to people, by Bringing deliverance, the gospel. We bring restoration to the desolate places in the lives of people. And by doing this, the land will be changed too. The curses that came on the land will be annulled because we repent. And we have to position ourselves for that renovation. Either in our attitude. You know, always attitudes create behaviors. If we have an attitude of a learner, the behavior will show up as one who positions himself uh, as a pupil or pupil, pupil. Amen. My darling has something to say, and uh, I want to give her the microphone. Uh, I was praying for wisdom before I was married. And uh, God gave me her, you know. When I told her this, the chair on the, on the car just went backwards with no touch. So, uh, talking about giving, I'm a little bit nervous, but I didn't want to live here without giving something. And it's not a song, praise the Lord. <laughs> it's I not was, a song. <laughs> I was... 
I was praying uh, this morning and asked the Lord if he wants to, for me to have something for this church. And a word came to me, the breastplate. So I remembered um, two places in the Bible where it talks about that. And one of it, it's uh, Exodus 39. I'll start reading from verse 8. It's not long, I promise, but... And he made the breastplate artistically woven like the workmanship of the effort of gold, blue, purple, and scarlet thread and of fine woven linen. Then they made the breastplate square by doubling it. A span was its length and a span was its width when doubled. And they set it, uh, they set in it four rows of stones. A row with a sardius, a topaz, and an emerald was the first row. The second row, a turquoise, a sapphire, and a diamond. The third row, and it goes on. <laughs> it's, I, have, I have trouble with these words, but anyway. So there were four rows of precious stones on the breastplate of the high priest. priest and it represented the um, names of the tribes of Israel. And I felt like the Lord is saying that he put uh, precious things from his heart on our hearts. So there are different things on each heart because God's heart is really big. But I believe there are precious things that he wants us to hold like a breastplate and don't let them go. And then in Ephesians 6 verse 14, it talks about the breastplate of righteousness. And it was funny because I didn't know what Radu will speak about, but he spoke about holiness and he spoke about war and that he wants to transform us in his image. So both these passages uh, speak about that because we are priests and we are soldiers and he wants righteousness uh, from us and to keep these things in front of us. And the other day I read Psalm 15 and it sums it up all together. And I will read it. Lord, who may abide in your tabernacle? Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and works righteousness and speaks the truth in his heart. He who does not backbite with his tongue, nor does evil to his neighbor, nor does he take up a reproach against his friend, in whose eyes a wild person is despised, but he honors those who fear the Lord. He who swears to his own hurt and does not change, he who does not put out his money as you, at usury, nor does he take a bribe against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be moved. And I felt the Lord was saying um, and encouraging you that you are doing and to keep doing this, to walk uprightly, to work righteousness, and be real, like <laughs> really um, being truthful with your hearts. He wants that breastplate to be there on and on, and uh, all the other things that God, uh, Jesus and God is, because he never asks us to be anything that he's not, so that brings comfort to our hearts, and I felt that he wants you, and this is what will happen, by keep doing all these things, that y'all never be, will never be moved, so that was the encouragement I got. Wonderful, thank you. Thank you, honey. In closure, 
Could you stand up? Um, I'm really glad and honored to be a part of uh, what God is doing uh, in this place. When Eric came last time, he, uh, God brought the closure. And he um, did also something uh, wonderful in my heart. Uh, um, one thing that uh, last time when I spoke here, I was nervous. This time, not so much. But uh, last time I shared, of, uh, I talked about being transparent and uh, uh, open up your hearts, open up your thoughts with one each other. And this is something that God has pressed me over the years to keep on doing. I kept on doing even if the other didn't do it. Um, and uh, I'm grateful that God has pressed me and never let me get um, um, callous or um, like a rock, you know, hard. Um, but always pushed me uh, towards expressing my heart. And uh, Last time when Eric came, I let him rest for a day. I let him preach in peace for another day. And then I, when we met one night, I uh, expressed my heart. Uh, because when I do not express uh, um, what's stirring inside, I'm becoming awkward. And I really believe it's happening the same with all of us. When we have something against someone and we try to fake it, smile it till we fake it, uh, Nothing changes. Uh, if something is not good in between a wife and a husband, if you're ashamed and you don't want to say anything about that, that shame keeps on growing. And one thing that I've learned, it's better to suffer the pain of uh, and to expose yourself than to bear up that heavy load and get a stony heart. Because he cannot do nothing with a stony heart. He cannot change a stony heart. And he's keeping, uh, keep on, he's keeping on um, challenging, keep on challenging me to have my heart transparent. So um, it was something wonderful that happened. Um, that um, when I shared my fears with Eric, uh, that I didn't want to experience um, other negative um, things. Uh, it was so intense and so uh, wonderful. It drove out fear. When I decided to be uh, transparent, to be vulnerable, to really put out my uh, heart, uh, because that's an, action, an act of love. When you are transparent with the other, it's an act of love. When you do that, fear goes out. And one thing that I've experienced that evening is that the fear that was, uh, the thoughts of fear that I was struggling with, I hope blah, blah, blah will not happen like that, you know, but uh, we're gone. And uh, I encourage you to do the same. And one thing that God has been uh, speaking to us is from Genesis 41. And these are the last, um, this is the last sentences, plural, that I will share. Genesis 41, 51 to 52, these are two verses, these are not the sentences. So I read first the verses, and I uh, please forgive me that I'm keeping you so much in you, on your feet. So, Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh, and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. 
the second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Uh, and I want to say this, God wants to renew your purpose. And uh, when he renews your purpose and your calling, he also brings fruitfulness. He also brings healing. And when you step in the purpose that you, he had prepared for you, healing is manifested in your life. Uh, sometimes we try to uh, get his healing while we are sitting in the in the bad circumstances we uh, are and it's discouraging sometimes we try to explain our uh, explain the situations and why we are going through this and why god's allowing this and that um but there is truth truthfully there is no uh at least for me there it was there was no um explanation that um uh, God that um, set me free from the pain, the pain uh, and the healing. It's when we step towards what He has for us. Uh, while Joseph stepped towards his calling, probably without even realizing at that time, but he realized it at the end. Uh, uh, he experienced healing. While you step in uh, in this direction, being a servant, uh, loving people. Uh, being a disciple, God will bring healing in your life. Healing will not happen because you stay, stay in your situation and cry. Healing happens because you look forward, look to what he has prepared for you. That also brings hope, brings uh, strength to your heart. And um, this is what I felt God had for this church. And I'm... Uh, Grateful for um, being allowed to share with you. And I'll give the microphone to Pastor Eric. Or Thank you very much. We're going to step into worship. In 20 seconds, I want to recap some things that I heard. Usually when you hear a missionary from another country, a pastor from another country, you hear all of the ways that their country is different and it's harder and, and why you should feel inclined to support them. You heard none of those things from this man. What you did see is how much is exactly the same. Because the kingdom is the kingdom everywhere and we're kicking down the gates of hell. Everywhere we go. He told us to follow after Jesus, to learn from Jesus, to imitate Jesus, and to continually stay behind Jesus. Man, those are the marks of a disciple. Are those your goals? Yes. He told us that there are two things that we need to keep before us. Be a disciple and always be a servant. Man, that's just good godly wisdom, isn't it? Yes. But his opening verse, Romans 8, 8, 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. The world is actually waiting in expectation of your revelation. As you hear from heaven what you must do. 
and you step out and obey as you being a son of God manifests on earth. It brings transformation to you and everyone around you. Friends, that's deep. God brought us that blessing from another nation. He told us to serve the Lord and never men. If we continue to serve as we're serving unto the Lord, then who can stop you? Oh man, that's a word for you in this church. Have you ever felt held back? Because another didn't affirm you. Have you ever felt held back because someone didn't recognize all that you're called to do? Who can hold you back if you are serving the Lord? If it's His eye you're trying to catch, if it's Him you're serving, if it's Him you're loving, then who can stop you? Nobody. I would summarize this pastor's message with when you have a choice to reach for a title... Instead, reach for a towel. Greatness comes in imitating our master. Greatness comes in serving one another. Church, we are destined for greatness today. I love them. On our very first trip there, Dahlia broke my wife's heart. My wife had shared something with the women. And Dahlia said she could not receive without giving. And she brought her family pearls. Literally. And said, when you see these, pray for us in Romania. They've been the first thing that we look at every morning since. The kingdom is made of relationships like these. What we're doing now in this time is forming them. The reason I'm asking you to travel across the United States is to deepen your relationships with other Christians like us. Because it's what makes the kingdom work around the world. As we step into worship, your next step of obedience brings transformation to you and the people around you. You figure out what that must be. We're past the days you need a preacher to tell you what to do. You need the Holy Ghost to show you what to do. You might need to take a step for your marriage. You might need to take a step for selfless relations with others. But I suspect that the Holy Ghost has shown you That you need to take a step for something. That's how you walk with Jesus.